Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Sheila Zelensky Show for this Friday, February 22nd, 2019. I'm very excited about this day. It is the SWAT prayer launch, and I just put up a video over there announcing some details about SWAT prayer launch. So excited about this date. I think this has really been kind of like seven years in the making when I think back on when I really started thinking about this. So I'm really excited about what God is going to do through this. So go over there to YouTube. Make sure that you are subscribed to my YouTube channel. A lot of great shows are going up next week and you do not want to miss some of these. So anyway, yeah, the SWAT prayer launches today, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit more at the end of the program, some exciting things to know about the launch. So stick around. And speaking of super exciting, today's just a day of pure awesomeness. Listen, you're in for another treat because I've been trying to get this guy on for years and years. He travels all over the world. He is one of the most powerful deliverance ministers. This is a man who used to drive 38 or 40, he'll have to tell the story, 38 or 40 hours all the way to Chicago from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, just to sit under the teaching of one Win Worley. He was the granddaddy of deliverance. And this prodigy is no exception. It is the world-renowned, incredible, anointed deliverance minister, Pastor Joseph Jasinski from Promised Land Ministries out there in Edmonton, Alberta, JesusDelivers.com. What a great name for a website. That's JesusDelivers.com. I would really love to have him as a regular guest on this program. So reach out to him afterwards and let him know that you heard him on the show today. Without further ado, it is the one, the only, Joseph Jasinski from Promised Land Ministries. It's a show we're entitling, Why Deliverance? Thank you so much for coming on and teaching this. The mic is yours, Joseph. Amen. Lord bless you all who are listening. Well, listen. My name is Joseph Josinski. I'm a pastor of Fulls Gospel Church here in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Of course, we are not like a typical local church which ministers to the locality. I consider us to be church to the churches because of the specialization we doing uh, our church specializes in deliverance this is all because because this is the way jesus you know jesus did that so i'm a pastor of this local church called promised land ministries which specializes in deliverance you know not only here in edmonton but much more than known in edmonton to to the four corners of the world as we are traveling school of deliverance and through a prophecy given to me year 2000 i'm just fulfilling you know the lord's command to go and teach others as the bible says jesus said matthew 28 go and you know preach the gospel teach the nations well we just specialize in this teaching you know on deliverance and spiritual open so here we are in edmonton we are not a big church however we do big waves around the world and big waves you know stir up in the kingdom you know just of the enemy so we operate as a in our locality here as a full gospel church you know and um, on sunday we preach i don't talk much about deliverance however, however deliverance is always interwoven you know to, to the spiritual fabric you know just of our church but we preach you know just the full gospel um, we preach jesus christ and him crucified the cross and repentance you know and uh, preach the good news um Fridays, designed by the Lord, we have, as I call it, and it's been going for, oh, many years, 25 years. So, but I would say it's a years if, if I consider us operating, you know, as, well, as a promised land you let's say 28 years. Every Friday we have, as I call it, I call it weekly deliverance workshops. Fridays are organized by Lord Jesus Christ for his people from anywhere, uh, anywhere, any church in Edmonton and outside of Edmonton, even to the four corners of the world because we have video streaming. So on Fridays at 7 p. 
p.m. mountain time, we have this deliverance time, you know, weekly deliverance workshop. We always, you know, we have a present worship, give some testimonies, and we have an hour of teaching, you know, on deliverance, you know, and then we do after that a uh, little mass deliverance, and then we pray individually for people. People are watching can send us you know, a prayer request. I, I receive prayer requests, you know, just that people want a deliverance from this, this, and this. So, God, there's no distance with the Lord, so He can deliver in the distance. He delivered Syrophoenician woman's daughter from a devil in a distance. He healed, you know, centurion servant in a distance. That's no problem for the Lord to do it in a distance. So, people can send their prayer requests, they can watch, just be trained every week just watching us. And um, I do minister lots of on the Skype, you know, lots of people from, name it, from Japan to Australia to just Europe, just anywhere. And um, sometimes we had a little mass deliverances when I would lead lots of people, you know, just um, to the Lord. And then I did mass deliverance with the renunciation prayers. And then I did deliverance and uh, they were getting lots of deliverance. And after deliverance, we prayed for baptism in the Holy Spirit. There were about 25 five of them twice happened like that so i do minister lots of on the skype sometimes you know it's just i do only from monday to thursday from morning to sometimes evening i do that and of course uh, you know we go around the world we've been to over 25 countries doing the school of deliverance 101 the, the foundational base for deliverance you know and i know lots of books were written you know all over the world on deliverance and, and, and this foundation. But the way the Lord put it with us, it's those who even who know about deliverance pastors in other countries, especially Africa, are really blessed because it puts everything in a biblical perspective, you know, just in a way of, you know, systematic theology and then, you know, um, like a building block, you know. So we have 101, we have 201, I did 301, then we have 401, 501, and I'm going to do in Europe uh in Kielce in May for the lack of uh, <laughs> name 601. So I'll be doing that and uh, School of Deliverance and with Brother William Lau, Elijah Challenge will do, um, you know, he will do the healing, you know, presentation, how to, you know, bring, you know, unbelievers to the Lord through, you know, instant healings. And I'll be talking, you know, on my deliverance topics. So um, Sundays, as I said, we just preach the full gospel, you know, Friday is our mission field. When we minister to people who come, our services are not short. You know, go after midnight. You know, sometimes, you know, I have to watch out. I just live deliverance, 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 you know, and uh, praise God. Um, so that's it, you know, in a short about myself. Now, I am in deliverance, not because I wanted to be in deliverance. I, I didn't want to be, I, I didn't know about deliverance. I didn't know I needed deliverance, you know, and, uh, and, and uh, you know, not especially I was looking toward being a pastor either, but I am a pastor of deliverance church. I don't have a gift. So somebody think, oh, you have a gift of deliverance. Forget it. Everybody can do deliverance. This sign shall follow them that believe Bible says. Now, I do have calling to specialize in it because of the absolute lack of it in the body of Christ and because of the absolute necessity in the body of Christ. That's why I am in deliverance. So, Jesus gave me a vision on deliverance. I mean, on the, gave me in the vision, show me call to deliverance and uh, show me the state of his church in the division, demonized, lots of demonized Christians. And in second vision, I had face-to-face, you know, encounter with him when those other people, crowds, and he was confirming people's callings. And he came to me and, you know, it was deliverance. So I am deliverance by the grace of God. Few, many teaching, you know, just to the empty chairs or many, it doesn't matter. I'm deliverance wherever the Lord will parachute me. I guess I will be talking about deliverance because it's needed. So praise the Lord. That's a little bit about, you know, myself. My dream is, since somebody said we are the only, and I don't like to say the only, the only, you know, because Elijah already did. I'm the only, the only, the only prophet, you know, and God said, and I didn't bow knees to Baal. God said, well, there is 7,000 more, you know. But supposedly they said <laughs> that we had only traveling school of deliverance. You know, I was, year 2016, we were doing, I was doing, um, 
School of Development 401 and, and sending materials to, to, to Europe to, uh, you know, and then um, I came across this verse, you know, when you are under attack, when the enemy comes like a flood, you know, and enemy truly, for last eight years, you know, before Trump, and, you know, like, enemy just, the, the, the doors were open wide, you know, and the enemy just coming like a flood. You know, with the wickedness, you know, this generation, this young generation needs to be rescued because there's such a renaissance of the occult, the sexual sin, the drugs, you know, just the internet, you know. It, they just, every day new generation is born. They are fatherless, motherless. If ever any deliverance was needed, it is in our times right now. So, so praise God, you know, just, uh, you know, I was... I guess I was born for such a time, you know, as this, you know. So we are the time in school of deliverance. What I wanted to say is this. Since the enemy comes like a flood, I said, God, I want to flood the whole world with the knowledge of deliverance which you offer. But I need finances for it. I'm not asking for money. I pray that people will, will pray that God will do that. Because God knows we, we are not paid when we go. All over, and if like, somebody can bless me, then that's fine. But we're not paid when we go to other countries. And I, I said, God, uh, if you finance me, I will flood the world with deliverance, knowledge, knowledge, you know, just of spiritual warfare. And you know, the Lord showed me <laughs> it was not a long time ago when we were waiting with prayer and fasting on the Lord. He said, You know, Joseph, it just came to me. Satan has more faith that I can do that, actually. The flat, the whole world with deliverance knowledge than I maybe myself, because I would maybe doubt the world, the finances ever. I never have it, you know, but I do it, you know, just so. He is afraid. She's afraid that, you know, I will just stick to it and I will stick to believing God. So pray pray for me that I stick believing God and what I said to God in 2016, if he bless me, I will flood the whole world's deliverance, knowledge and my revenge. <laughs> Not only, but I'm, you know, I um, just have the, God gave me the heart for the, you know, afflicting, afflicted people. So I just mentioned a little bit about myself and... Uh, I will talk, you know, just on the topic why deliverance, simply to show you, you know, the absolute necessity for it and an absolute lack of it in the body of Christ. I said 95% lack of it, probably is more, but I just want to be fair, you know, and um, why deliverance, you know, um, why bother with deliverance when all these good people, good churches don't do deliverance and Lord bless them all. Love them all, respect them, you know, and they for sure can preach, you know, just very well and and much better than, you know, than I can do, you know. When it comes, however, when it comes to deliverance, I know deliverance and glory goes to God. I know something about deliverance, you know, and I know that there is a complete lack of it in the body of Christ. In the body of Christ and co- and taught uh, absolute necessity for it in the body of Christ. I give you example. I was in Greece, you know, a, you know, a year ago, twice in Heraklion on an island of Crete in Athens, you know, just the capital of Greece. So, um, yeah, that was year 2017. Yeah, that's where I was. First, I was in Heraklion, island of Crete. was invited by a pastor, doctor of theology, who um, has a big church, you know, mother church on, uh, in Heraklion. And somehow he, um, he heard about me from a a sister who was part of his church, you know, who was Polish, and he came to, he, she said, you should come to Kielce, Poland. This pastor, Joseph Jasinski from Canada, comes, he does those schools of deliverance. So he was interested in the topic as they started to be interested in it, even maybe even practice, you know. And so he came to Kielce, and the school is usually three days. And on the last day, we have mass deliverance after people, you know, soak, soak, soak in the word of God. They just, the atmosphere, the atmosphere is like a popcorn, you know, just effect, you know, just the devils. After three days, people being soaked, you know, just uh, in the scriptures, you know, the demons much easier come out. So he saw this massive deliverance, you know, taking place in this big auditorium, you know. So he invited me to Crete. 
to do school in his church. I said, okay, you know, and I will do 101. He said, no, no, we know you already something do 201. Well, I just kind of had doubts about it if they're ready for 201, but I came. And I did 201 for three days, you know, and um, the place, the play, uh, the church, I don't know how many times, 400, 500 people, something like that. People came from other islands, you know, just, and, uh, you know, Athens. And um, so I did on the third day mass deliverance. Well, the place erupted. Devils all over the place. And the leadership and pastors were just simply felt, you know, just kind of paralyzed because they haven't seen anything like that. They didn't think that's what it can be. So anyways, I started the third day of that school. It's about nine o'clock in the morning. And I finished teaching the third day about three o'clock afternoon. And I started mass deliverance around, let's say, five o'clock Sunday afternoon. When I finished, it was... Six o'clock, Monday morning. Six o'clock, Monday morning, praying for people. So, demons coming out doing mass deliverance. Then after that, I get tired. I go into the crowd. I have some help. There was a brother, Carl Henderson with me. The help from Poland I had. And I go, you know, row by row. Finally, I'm tired around 8 p.m. Sunday. And I sit in one place. And I don't move from that place. 8 p.m. Sunday till 6 a.m. Monday. And all these people are waiting on me. All these crowds of young people that sometimes were older. Why were they waiting? The leadership already gone, sleeping. And as midnight passes by, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m., 5 a.m., 6 a.m., they are waiting. You know, and um, my heart was just, I just wanted to go to the hotel. I just couldn't, I just couldn't go. I couldn't, just, my heart was just toward them, you know, because they were in such a need. Why were they waiting? Because they all had problems. Why were they waiting? Because all they finally had hope. They saw something was happening, you know, and I'm not easy guy to cry, you know. I'm kind of jealous when people cry. You know, I'm kind of a hard cookie or hard nut. You know, but, you know, twice I also was choking inside, you know, and these young girls, you know, good looking, nicely dressed, nice manners, you know. But, you know, when they open up themselves, the whole world <laughs> inside, that's when the first time, one after another, you know, praying for them, I, I wanted to kind of uh, choke inside. They didn't know that. The second time I, I wanted to choke inside, when they were starting to get deliverance. Now, on the outside, they look so nice, so, you know, well to do everything. But inside, it's a different story when you pray deliverance. Then you know, cry, screams, devils coming out. That was happening to 6 a.m. like this. I was just swimming. Then, a few months later, they said, I said to them, you people, you asked me to do 2-1. You need 101. You're still lacking. So they asked me to come to Athens. So I had a 2-1 uh, on, on island of Crete, Heraklion, at, in, uh, where was it, in May? And I did in October in Athens, 101. So they came from Heraklion, from Crete, other islands, and we did have 101. Whoa! On the third day in Athens, I started on Sunday at 9 a.m. and I finished on Monday at 8 a.m. All these crowds of young people waiting because they all had problems. So here you have it, 500 people church. Well, and then, you know, I was the same year I was in Tanzania. Um, last year I was in Tanzania, Moshi, Tanzania, that's at the foothills of Kilimanjaro. And um, they could not put more people because I usually come to teach pastors, you know, when I go to Africa. But anyway, there was about 500. They could not put more people. I didn't want more people. It was the same thing after my, you know, the gathering demoniacs. I just, people were just lying on the floor all over the place. You know, I didn't even deal with them, but went to the front, started to pray for people. I taught my I have, you know, already trained pastors in Africa, Pastor Johnston Kilinga from Kahama, you know, and I told him, you know, how to talk to people, how to do very quickly deliverance, not delivering through just what the problem is. So when people line up, the first question you ask, uh, what's your problem? Number two, how long it's been? Because Jesus said to the Father, how long has been this problem? Third, what happened? 
that this problem started. You know, and honestly, I was doing till midnight on one side. Pastor Joseph Killinga on the other side could have done it till morning, but I didn't want to do it because the next day I had my preparations to climb Kilimanjaro with my two sons. I decided to climb Kilimanjaro, you know. But, you know, my point is this. If I took any church of about 500 people and had enough time to pray, most of them would be getting deliverance. You can ask a question, you know, uh, does everybody need deliverance? I don't know. I didn't meet everybody yet, but I can tell you that I prayed for lots of pastors in Africa and whatever, you know. So if I took 500 people church anywhere, you know, if they allowed me in Edmonton and, or anywhere else, I did in one Pentecostal church, the biggest one, one of the biggest in Edmonton, you know, and I will never forget that. Uh, and, um, you know, if I took any 500 people church, most people would be getting deliverance. I'm not talking people, you know, who um, display obvious deliverance signs, you know, you know, they just, I'm talking about normal looking Christians. So it's like a living double lives, think it is a flesh. Yes, that thing, flesh you can crucify, you can never crucify the devil. You know, and uh, so this is the situation everywhere. I already proved it. It's this. It's in Canada. It's in states. I proved it in Europe. I was in Europe just last year. Last year in October in the church where I landed the first time there ten years ago. You know, it's a Pentecostal church called Charisma. People came from all over the country. So the church was packed. The whole auditorium packed. The balconies packed. The, they had some kind of a hallways with monitors so they could see what's happening. Packed. Why do they come? They come because they're hungry. They need deliverance and they're hungry, you know, for deliverance knowledge. People are just hungry for deliverance knowledge, you know, just everywhere. So there is absolute necessity for deliverance, you know aim of our ministry is to, you know, um, to bring, equip churches, that's why I said our church is church to the churches, equip the churches with the knowledge of deliverance and spiritual warfare. That's, that's always because of, of the calling, you know, I do specialize in deliverance, but everybody can do deliverance. One third of Jesus' ministry was deliverance. I have this teaching and in the first vision which Jesus gave it to me. I saw God's people in my vision. And then the reason I got the vision now, because I said, Lord, I'm so tormented. What is it? No, I asked God if something's wrong with this big, huge, charismatic church full of prophets and apostles and prophesying on the left and right. Now, I do believe in all those things. I am full gospel. I am charismatic, but not charismaniac. Not charismaniac. <laughs> I cast out those spirits. Last year, I preached in Poland on witchcraft in the church, you know, spirits of Kundalini and Python spirits, you know, divination, and many other religious devils. But, you know, the reason I was called to deliverance because I asked God if something was wrong with this big charismatic church and I'm planning to start to attend the church. So, Lord, if you if something is wrong, you better tell me. In the morning, the vision started. I saw people going to church. Typical, you know, classic-looking church, you know, with a, with a steeple and a cross. And I saw the Christians going with their Bible to the church for a service. But strange thing was they had horns on their heads, which symbolized they were under demonic power they didn't know. They had their faces were blank, like an empty page, you know, just which symbolized that they could not be what Jesus wanted them to be unless they get deliverance. But what the, because of what deliverance does, nothing else will do. Otherwise, Jesus would not bother with it. And one third of his ministry was deliverance. So they entered the church for a service. I did not enter, which symbolized that most churches do not practice deliverance at all. So I waited. And the door, the service was over, the door opened up, opened up, and people started to come out. They still were in the same state. Horns on their heads, faces were blank. The present worship maybe was very good. Preaching of the word was excellent. Maybe some ministry happened after the preaching. Everything was not enough to set them free. Because, as I will say again, what deliverance does nothing else will do. Otherwise, Jesus would not bother with it. And one third of his ministry was deliverance. So I found myself laying hands on them and rebuking devils and doing deliverance. So first time I did deliverance in my life in a vision, the hearts would be pulling down. Hand from heaven showed up, pulling this thing out of their faces. So God was co-working with me. It's always right. 
It's the Holy Spirit ministry. Jesus is the, the deliverer. And, you know, and then I saw their faces. So the horns were gone. The devils were gone. Then I saw the faces were kind of a sick. So I had this urge to pray for healing, you know. And I felt this incredible joy and power. That's how I woke up. Two Sundays later, God, God gave me confirmation from Mark 16, 17. And this sign shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. My vision came to pass in half a year. And through a series of circumstances, I found myself on the outskirts of Chicago in Highwood Baptist Church with Pastor Win Worley. And that's how it all started. For 10 years, I would drive. I would drive, takes 32 hours from Edmonton to drive to Chicago. One guy is driving, the other guy is watching him. The third guy is sleeping and then you rotate. <laughs> you know, because I was hungry three times a year. And then when they started to have men's leadership conference in January, I would go in January. That was very dangerous. I have all kinds of incredible stories what happened, you know, driving, you know, in the winter time, you know, to Chicago. But anyway, time passed by. I'm now... Uh, Pastor of Deliverance in our church here. In our church is a passion, you know, my passion, you know. In the year 2000, I got a prophecy from a sister. <laughs> She was a journalist from Calgary, actually. She came to Edmonton to our workshop. She said, well, I don't know why I am here. I don't really believe in deliverance. And I don't believe you guys are, are all right either. I'm just listening. And then she proceeded to tell me her story. She was told when she was nine months old in Calgary, she was sitting with her parents, you know, around the table in a high chair, strapped, you know, in this kind of a belt. Yeah, as you know, they strap children, you know, you know, seat belt, you know, and um, her parents were drug addicts. They left the, the house for a moment, for a moment, leaving that girl strapped to that high chair and police brought them back three days later. So this girl was strapped to that church for three days and she said to me, I have such abandonment. <laughs> I look at her and I said, sister, tonight you're going to get deliverance from it. Wow. So when the mass deliverance came, I did it on 118 Avenue at Eastwood Community Hall. I remembered that sister and I said, spirit of abandonment, come out. She went on the floor Two hours screaming, kicking, you know, she was getting deliverance. I didn't even pray for her. She came on Sunday to a little church on Ford Road. And it was year 2000. And then she had a gift of prophecy. She didn't stand up, said, that says the Lord. She just took a piece of paper and wrote the prophecy, telling the Lord telling me that uh, then I'm in his army that he's raising me an army all over the world, that I will go around the world teaching people on deliverance. I had no idea that I'll be ever doing such things, but I'm doing that. Since year 2000, I'm continually going, you know, just around the world and doing deliverance. So, praise God, you know, I was, you know, to tell you the state of a church, I was in Akure, on the state in Nigeria, doing in the morning school of deliverance 101 for pastors. In the evening, the pastor of the church, which was secretary for the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada, of Canada, of Nigeria, and the Ondo state, asked me to pray for his congregation. I said, well, that was in, in my plan. But I said, okay, Lord, what should I do? And that's what, that's what I did. I said, anybody here, you know God loves you, but it's only in your head. You don't feel too much love of God in your heart. Some less, some more, but what you do feel in your heart is, you know, this nagging pain of rejection, abandonment, unwanted, unloved, bitter, angry. Or well, how many of you are like that, that you cannot experience love of God in your heart and feel all those ugly things? So many hands went up. So I was shocked. I, come out, I asked them to come <laughs> to the front. And then I started to command only spirits of rejection. When I started to command spirits of rejection, the Holy Spirit came down in a special way. He doesn't come usually like that in Africa. Was one riot. As demons were screaming, you know, when people are being set free, some people were crying, some people falling to the floor, you know, just uh, so. I had almost two-thirds of the congregation in the front. <laughs> so I asked the rest of them to come and just, I said, don't worry what it is, just command it out. That's what it was. Second day was more glorious because a rain came, started to bang on the roof. Couldn't hear myself, so I asked the pastor to, to pray with his church against this rain. 
you know, and um, so he started to pray in a military fashion, everybody repeating after him, and they were shouting at the, at the end, Holy Ghost, fire! Holy Ghost, fire! Holy Ghost, fire! And behold, I was standing in the first row, Holy Ghost, fire came down. How did it know he came down? Because suddenly there was one big scream, came down, demons started to manifest all over the place, including children, not only demons, not only demons, the sins of the people. Which means if you were in fornication and didn't stop it, you were screaming and you couldn't stop it when the Holy Spirit is on you. I'm fornicating, I'm fornicating, I'm fornicating. Wow. <laughs> so demons screaming, uh, coming out, people screaming because of their sins. Even children, God did not spare children. This eight-year-old boy lying on the floor and screaming, I'm stealing from my parents, I'm stealing from my parents, I'm stealing from my parents. He cannot shut up because Holy Spirit is just forcing him. So I came to him, I said, bound those devils, and I said, are you stealing from your parents? He said, yes, well, ask Jesus to forgive you. So he did, and then he's screaming again, and I'm stealing from others too, and I'm stealing from others too. Again, the same thing. But you know, if Holy Spirit, God doesn't do this like that. He did it on the first day to show me he said, Joseph, if I wanted to come like this on any given church around the world, that's what you would see most of the time. But the demons, people learn to live with devils. And about the second day, there's so much sin hiding in the church. Demons and sin, because if there is sin, well, <laughs> demons are not far away. <laughs> you know, you keep committing the same sin, they will come in right away. So that's, he, the Lord showed me there's the state of the church. Now, he doesn't come like that. Eh? That was one of a kind. The Lord wanted to show me the infestation in his church. But I want to show you about Jesus. I call it one day in the life of Jesus. One day in the life of Jesus, you know, and uh, because Jesus is our best example, you know. And, you know, Bible says the first sign to follow is deliverance. Now, I could talk on this topic for two, three hours straight. I have only an hour or so. And Jesus did deliverance, so he's our best example. In the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, starting chapter 1, verse, you know, starting verse 21, Bible says, Mark chapter 1, Verse 21, and Jesus and his disciples, and they, Jesus and his disciples, went into Capernaum, and straightway on a Sabbath day, he entered into the synagogue, he was teaching, teaching, he was teaching, and they, everybody in the synagogue, were astonished, shocked at his doctrine, for he taught them as one that had authority, not as described. He was different than other preachers or teachers, you know, there was something about him, you know, captivating, you know, you could feel the, the power in his words. Power means authority. They felt the authority. He was, it says he was different, not as described. New preachers showed up in town, this Jesus from Nazareth, and everybody is just glued to him and his teaching. And suddenly, verse 23 says, a man with unclean spirit started to cry out. So demons manifested. Demons do not like to manifest, especially when they know there is somebody who knows how to cast out devils. There is somebody who is with anointing. They try to keep it quiet. But this talking of Jesus, his words, the power, the anointing, they blew up. Now I can relate to it. Because before I ever knew about deliverance, I went from my conservative evangelical fundamental missionary alliance church to visit my friend in Pentecostal church. And the pastor was preaching on praising the Lord and dancing before the Lord and all this, just worshiping the Lord. As he was preaching, I started to get so angry inside. I said, where's this anger coming from? And the more he's preaching, I feel like running toward the pastor and attacking him. You know, and I saw God scared of my feelings. So I started to hold myself to the chair because I thought I'm going to run. I'm going to lose control. And then finally that did not help because I felt I'm going to run with the chair to the front. I'm going to just kill that pastor. <laughs> oh, so finally I took my arm, started to bite my arm to the blood, to the bones, to subdue with pain the anger. <laughs> oh, boy. The anointing and the word was bringing my devils to the surface. I didn't know. I didn't have yet, you know, knowledge on deliverance, didn't have a call on deliverance. But coming back to Jesus, those devils in this man, maybe he was an elder, we don't know, or rabbi himself, suddenly they manifested, they are crying, they cannot take this, saying, leave us alone. 
enough of this teaching you Jesus of Nazareth they knew who he was they know who you are brother and sister as a matter of fact since Satan kingdom is delegated authority they have a file on you they know about you more than you know about yourself I'm talking about the bad stuff we know who you are did you come to destroy us or did you just come to destroy them well, Bible says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, For this purpose the sons of God, Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. And he said to his disciples, I'm going, what I did you shall do, and greater thing, because I go to my Father. You're going to do the same thing. Destroying the works of the devil. Deliverance destroys the work of the devil. With the knowledge of deliverance, you can set person free in five, ten minutes sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes things go for days and weeks. It depends on the case. But those demons are manifesting. We know who you are. Leave us alone. Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. So they mention one attribute of Jesus. Holiness. Why holiness? Because it is all about holiness. God doesn't set you free so you can be ha, free from your problems. He sets you free so you might walk in holiness. Bible says, be a holy as I am holy. Bible says in Obadiah 17, upon Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance and there shall be holiness. So deliverance leads to holiness because though evil spirits are calamity spirits, they defile you. And Jacob shall possess his possessions. Christians are not possessing blessings because they are too much unclean inside. Spirits. So, and one sister was taken to hell by Jesus. And she had a meeting with this demon called Abaddon. You know, in Greek is Apollyon. In English means destroyer. He would be released. He's mentioned in the book of Revelation. He would be released in the last days. And the demon said, the only thing we care is holiness. If they compromise your holiness, doesn't matter how much Bible you know, how charismatic you are in your preaching, you already compromise holiness. So the demon screaming, we know who you are, the Holy One of God. And Jesus knew what to do. And Jesus rebuked the spirit and said, Hold your peace, be quiet, come out. Well, he wasn't so quiet because the Bible says this angry spirit torn him, was manifestation, cried with a loud voice and came out. You know, so it was a loud, obvious manifestation. He didn't stop it. And they were saying, what is this? A new doctrine? And in, in Gospel of Matthew, said, it says it was never so seen in Israel. Never. Because deliverance came with Jesus Christ. There never was, deliverance was not known before. They asked famous German theologian, could you describe Jesus in one word? He said, yeah, the exorcist. <laughs> I don't like the word exorcism. Oh, it's Latin, but, but that's what Jesus was. Deliverance came with Jesus. Now, it says, after the synagogue, he went to Peter's wife's mother's house. She was sick with a fever. Now, when you study all the gospel in the story, you will see every one of them gives you a piece of the story. He lay hands on her, then he rebuked the fever. He rebuked a spirit which was causing the fever, and she was able to minister to them. When people are set free, they are able to minister. I have two sons. One name is, he's 21 years old, Israel. The other is Elijah. At different times, they had fever. So big, I was going to drive to the emergency. God said, no, rebuke the fever. I rebuked the fever, lay down beside them. was fine. So anyway, he rebuked the fever. And Bible says, when the evening came, people started to come. Sick people and those who had demonic problems. Those days, they knew more about it, who had demonic problems than right now in our sophisticated 21st century, sophisticated churches of Jesus Christ. It says, verse 33, and the city was gathered at the door. All the city, all city. Can you imagine all city around the door? Why did they come? The same as they came in Heraklion, Greece, or Athens they were waiting all night because they all had problems because there's new preacher in town how do they know he cast out devils did you hear that he cast out devils Bible says the whole city gathered he cast out many devils and healed many people in Luke chapter 4 verse 40 the same story it says he laid hands on everybody everybody one he was working capacity of a man anointed by the Holy Spirit like we can do that he was the son of man he left his glory he had to rely, rely on the Holy Spirit he laid hands on everybody the whole city they all had problems and Bible says and he healed many and cast out many it says many healed Many demons cast out. In the morning, before the sunrise, he went and prayed. That's the key to his power. And then Bible says, they found him, said, people looking for you. He said, we have to go 
to other places only. You cannot stay here. You have to do the job. <laughs> and then, in verse 39, summing up, and he, Jesus, preached in their synagogue throughout all Galilee, which means everywhere and cast out devils. Two things he did. Preached everywhere and cast out devils. We have lots of preaching, lots of prophetic, lots of other things. Not much casting out devils. Wherever Jesus went, devils were coming out. And in um, Acts chapter 10, verse 38, Peter, summing up deliverance, uh, minister of Jesus, <laughs> said this, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. God wants everybody to be like this. Who went doing good, healing all, I like the word all, 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 that were oppressed of the devil. So sickness, bondages, sicknesses directing directly, the devil seemed to be behind it, you know. Healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Praise God. So why deliverance? <laughs> why deliverance? Because Jesus did it. Why deliverance? Because Jesus commanded. Why deliverance? Because we need it. Why deliverance? Because what deliverance does, nothing else will do. Why deliverance? Because deliverance, when you cast out certain devils, people get healed. Why deliverance? Because it is children's bread. Why deliverance? Because we are called to war and destroy the works of the devil. Why deliverance? Because brings holiness to the church. Jesus coming for a bride with a blemish spot and wrinkle. Why there is not much deliverance in the church? We have lost the truth. My people perish for the lack of knowledge, doubt and unbelief, fear of denomination, pride, fear what others will say if I bring deliverance to my church. Too messy, you know, those demons, you know, screaming, vomiting. Yes, vomiting. Bible says in Leviticus 18.25, the land was defiled and vomited out its inhabitants. You know, why no deliverance? Religious opposition. You know, when Jesus was did deliverance, they said, this is the power of the Beelzebub. He said, how is that possible? Satan, if Satan cast out Satan, his kingdom is divided. The kingdom divided cannot stand. But if I, by the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit cast out devils, it's a sign the kingdom of God came upon you. Today, church is ignorant of deliverance. As even Derek Prince says, demons are hiding in lives of people. You know, since there is no power, well, you lack faith. It's your problem. Yet, people need deliverance. Well, it's an hour. I don't know. I can speak all night. But praise God. After, you know, God is love. So I will go after rejection. Okay. And Bible says, for we being delivered from the hands of our, of our enemies can serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness all the days of our lives. So I will tackle on this too. <laughs> I did in the Philippines. I started on rejection and fear. In 10 minutes, I couldn't hear myself. So I quit. Talking, oh I went God. into the crowd because I was scream, one wow. big scream and vomit all over the place. So, um, whoever might listen to this, let put your hand on the stomach since it is the seat of fear. In Uganda, I was praying for many. I prayed for the adults, then then they, they asked me to pray for the children. Well, the lineup was the line was going, you know, just outside the church it was never ending. I said, well, how long? How many children are there? They came from all over the place. They all had the same problem: stomach aches. God said, fear. And Bible says in Luke one seventy four. For we being delivered from the hands of our enemies, it's a spiritual enemies, can serve him, God, without fear. Can you enjoy life with fear? Yet people serve God with fear, even pastors can serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness all the days of their lives. So just repeat after me, Lord Jesus, forgive me for any sins which open the door uh, to fear in my life. In Jesus' name, I close the door. And I break the curses which are behind all fears which might be operating in my life. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me for any bitterness, unforgiveness, resentment, anger, hatred, jealousy, envy in my life towards certain people who hurt me, disappointed me. I forgive everybody. I forgive my mother and father for giving me demonic heritage. Mommy, daddy, I forgive you. I forgive everybody for all the hurts, for rejection. I forgive everybody for forgive them for abandonment. Whoever abandoned me, unwanted me, didn't want to love me, cursed me, returned evil for good, stole from me, repaid evil for good, and uh, did many bad things to me. I forgive everybody. Lord, forgive me, my spouse, our parents, ancestors, for any and all sins which opened the door to demonic strongholds, sicknesses, 
in our lives, open the door to failure, open the door to, to spirit of poverty, Lord God, forgive us. I close the doors. I break the curse in the name of Jesus Christ. I do not accept all those demonic strongholds. I don't accept any sickness, infirmity, disease, disorder. I don't accept poverty and failure. Lord God, the fact, the Lord God, the fact is I have all these problems. But the truth is, your word says, by Jesus Christ, I am healed. Therefore, I reject the other things and I declare by Jesus I am healed. And I rebuke, renounce, I command every spirit behind all the problems I have. You must leave and go. I command everything to synchronize with the word of God by Jesus Christ. I am healed. I am delivered. I am restored. I am going forward. I have breakthrough in Jesus' name. I am the head, not the tail, above, not beneath. In Jesus' name, I command every spirit to go. Lose my mind, will, emotions. Lose my body. Lose my marriage. Lose my family. In Jesus' name, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I rebuke those spirits. I agree with the people. Whatever they say, whatever they will. Lord God, and I command those spirits to keep living. All the spirits of fear, fear, fear. God did not give us spirits of fear, but of power, love, sound mind. Fear up. Break your power. I command every kind of fear, phobia, insecurity, worry, anxiety, panic attacks. Keep living. Keep living. Keep living. Ungodly fear of God, fear of Satan, fear of rejection, fear of whatever. Mention, brother, sister, renounce any fear. You, you know your fears. I don't. The moment you renounce it, they're losing their power. The moment you command them out, I did that in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. The last thing demons want to hear is command from you. So command them out. I command all the, all the spirits of fear, 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 fear. Lose them and go. I lose their mind. I lose their will. I lose their emotions. I lose their body from the power fear. Spirits of trauma, trauma, trauma. Come out, come out, come out. Spirits of nightmares, nightmares, nightmares. Things from the past. Spirits of fear which came in a moment of conceptions. Spirit of fear which came in when they were in mother's womb. Spirit of fear magic came in when the birth was traumatic, was a C-section, all umbilical cord wrapped around the neck or whatever. Come out. Spirits of fear which came in when they were, you know, babies, toddlers, when they were little children. Spirit of fear which came in when they were teenagers, when they were adults. Spirits of fear which came in through accidents, traumatic experience. I rebuke you. I strip of your armor, power, wrong, your armor, power, from whatever you rank. I demote you, Duncan Spirit. I lose the judgment of God written upon you. I lose fire and brimstone, blood of Jesus, and the angel of the Lord persecute you, make your road dark and slippery. I command everything, all the fear, everything related to fear, keep living. I bring the power curse of living in fear, reacting in fear, in Jesus' mind, controlled by fear, controlled by somebody's else fear, controlled by somebody's anger, living in fear. I bring the power curse of living in fear. Fear, get out, go, go, go. God is love. God is love. Perfect love casts all fear. Declare over them banner of love. Love. One of them is love. Indeed, God is love. Love. I bear the curse of generational rejection. Rejection from the womb. By the curse of unwanted, unloved, self-rejection. Fear of rejection. Fear of not being accepted. Unworthiness in Jesus' name. Unworthiness. Come on. Come on. Insecurity. Come on. Come on. All the way. All the way. All the way. Keep moving out. I rebuke you. Rebuke inferiority come out in Jesus but they will break the power Lord God twofold court insecurity inferiority in Jesus name I curse the roots of inferiority insecurity with the curse Jesus victory and I curse every demon rooted insecurity inferiority command you to keep moving out keep moving out all the way all the way all the rejection and fear Keep living, keep living, keep living. Let the angel of the Lord prosecute you, make your road dark and slippery. If you don't go, let the judgment of God ever multiply against you. Hearing the command, you must come out. You must come out. Must come out. Look at every place. The devils left. The demons left or will leave for the command stands. You will hear the night devils. Every place they left or will leave will be cleansed with the blood. Of Jesus, sit with the blood of Jesus, filled with the Holy Spirit. Angels will come and minister restoration of all things. I forbid any devils ever to come out, new ones to come in. Those angels bind the rest, 
bind, 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 bind them as I put them in the judgment of God here in the command you must come out according to the will of Jesus you will come out and you go where Jesus sent you to go we give you praise Lord God we give you glory and you teach people Lord God to give commands do self-deliverance Lord God, indeed, not be discouraged if nothing is happening. Bless everybody. I bless everybody. In Jesus' name, say the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face shine upon you, be gracious unto you, lift up his countenance upon you, give you peace, peace. I bless you with all the blessing of Abraham. And God bless Abraham in all things. And we are children of Abraham through faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Joseph. That was very powerful. I'm really anxious to hear people's testimonies, getting lots of deliverance from that. Now, I heard a little rumor from my good friends, Omega Man, Shannon Davis, and Watchman Radio, Rich Keltner, tell me that you're going to get out to New York. This is the first time you've taught in the States. First time that you've done this, I guess, School of Deliverance school in the States. Now, walk us through what you're doing in New York, possibly coming up here at the end of April or beginning of May. If I go to New York, probably it will be not like a school. They might have only two days. It will be a workshop. A workshop. So, you know, I would choose certain topics, you know, and just simply give them also probably a presentation. How to cast out devils. We'll call somebody on a stage and, and try to get to the root of it. And then people will see how to... How to pray for people. I don't know yet, but that's the way probably. (laughs) Okay, well, we'll make sure everybody gets updates and we'll figure out the exact dates and we'll get everybody apprised of what you are doing there. That's exciting. First time in the States. Brother Joseph, thank you so much for taking the time out of your very busy schedule. Thank you, sir. We look forward to coming back real soon. God bless. And thanks for the blessing of inviting me. And I love to teach on deliverance. It's a reward in itself just that I am able to teach somebody else. You know, if I delivered a person completely but never taught them how to fight back, how to stand, or how to get up when they fall, I didn't do my job. However, if I delivered them halfway but teach them how to fight back, how to stand, how to get up when they fall, I did my job. Mm, Very profound. Well said, Joseph. Folks, that was Joseph Jasinski. Get in touch with him over there at JesusDelivers.com. What a great website. He's, again, located there in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. If you're anywhere, even in the province, Alberta, get out to see him. What a powerful man. He's He gets invites from all over the world. I just really, really enjoy him, and I think he's just such a powerful man of God, and I'm just a really big fan of his ministry. A lot of people over the years I've sent to his church in Edmonton, and they report back that he has really got a very powerful ministry. And so reach out to Joseph and let him know you heard him on the program. Well, folks, just a reminder, today is the big launch of SWATPrayer.com. Like I said at the beginning, I'm very, very excited about it. We've been doing this going on seven years, my own personal team. And let me tell you something, SWAT Prayer, it is powerful. I have 12 incredible family members. They've become my family. I hope you enjoy your family as much as I enjoy mine. Jesus said, who is my family? For whosoever shall do the will of God is my brother and my sister and my mother. You catch that? Those who do the will of God, obedient, willing saints, that's our real family. So I'm really, really excited what God is going to do. Personally, I think this is a start of something very, very powerful. Imagine an army of soldiers rising up across the West and even worldwide. We're extending this globally. So if you're listening from another country and you're going, ah, dang, really, Sheila, you don't have it open up to Germany, Europe, Australia, other places. Listen, good news. You can become a leader in your area and we'll stick your name on that map and you can become a SWAT leader wherever you are listening from. And to see this come to fruition, well, I have to say I am really, really thrilled, guys. I'm so happy. Thank you for listening to the program today. And don't forget, reach out to Joseph. Make it worthwhile for him to come back. Reach out to him. Thank you so much and enjoy the launch, everyone. We'll see you real soon. Good night. Love you all and God bless.